Since 2015, Pop Health Podcast has brought to you some of the best minds in healthcare, including leaders from government, not-for-profit, and investor-backed powerhouses, as they share successes, failures, and how our audience can move forward in today's constantly evolving healthcare world. Thank you for joining us for today's episode presented by 24-Hour Home Care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Elf Podcast. I'm Gavin Ward, host of Pop Elf Podcast. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Charles Bakke, who serves as the president and CEO of the California Association of Health Plans, an organization that serves the majority of the tens of millions of Californians and has been around for many decades. In today's episode, we learn how Charles is actually a cowboy and how he grew up on a farm uh, just outside of Sacramento, California, and how he spent most of his entire life ultimately going from cowboy to advocate and been leading the association for nearly two decades. We hope you enjoyed today's episode where Charles talks a little bit about some of the wins that the association has had with its health plan partners, including the new CalAIM initiative, and for their upcoming conference where we anticipate over a thousand individuals, most of whom are leaders in healthcare in California, will be gathering, collaborating, and getting business done. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Feel free to check out other episodes of Pop Health Podcast by visiting us on our website, popbillpodcast.com, checking out our YouTube channel, or listening to our podcast wherever you listen to your shows. Thanks everybody, enjoy today's episode. Charles, thanks so much for joining the show today. Thanks, glad to be here, Gavin. Absolutely. So Charles, with our shows, we'd like to get to know the guests a little bit before we jump into kind of the meat and potatoes of the episode. So with you, can you share with us something maybe outside of the workplace, uh, fun fact, hobby, something like that? Well, you know, it's really um, my childhood is kind of really the the most interesting part of my life, quite frankly. Um, and it leads to my hobbies as well, too. Um, I grew up on a cattle ranch uh, here in Northern California. Um, so spent my childhood and teenage years and college years um, as a cowboy um, before graduating and going off to uh, to work. So, you know, all the hobbies you think someone from the country would love to do are things that I like to do. Most people who know me now just know me uh, for my work here at CAP uh, for all the years I've been here, but um, I still love to get back to the ranch um, and work cattle and do all that fun stuff. Wow, that is awesome. So your family or you still have that property or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, multiple family members are still in the family business. And um, we, we came to California during the gold rush in uh, 1849, 1850. And uh, we're in the same valley that we've been in since then. Um, we just weren't very good at mining. We were better at raising animals. So that is that is awesome. So you mind me asking what type of uh, products come out of your farm? It's uh, it's all grass fed beef. Okay. Um, so it's it's um, it's for eating. Sorry, vegetarians out there, but uh, uh, somebody's got to do it. And, um, you know, it's it's really beautiful because, you know, this is uh, wide open space, you know, and um, you know, trees and creeks and streams and rivers. And um, uh, so it's nice to, to, to live there. Uh, and it's a pretty good life for them as well, too. Awesome. So you grew up uh, basically in northern California. And uh, as you grew up and were heading to college, advocacy, healthcare wasn't necessarily your first focus, right? Yeah, I had the misguided um, belief that I was either going to write the next great American novel or was going to be a journalist, um, which thankfully I didn't pursue that um, that career choice. But um, but yeah, my, my dad had been in politics um, in California um, when I was very young. Um, he went back to sort of take over the family ranch 
Um, and um, but I, it was always kind of something that was of interest to me. And um, so uh, staring at a job, reporting on local sports, uh, high school sports in my rural county versus going to the Capitol for an internship, uh, you know, working for a politician. I chose the internship and um, faced with a career that didn't include building fences. I chose to stick it out. And that's how I got into advocacy. And that was a long time ago. So 1994. All right. Awesome. So where do you end up? Uh, when did you end up going to school and how did you eventually make it to CAP? Um, well, I, I went to the University of Santa Barbara, um, which is, it was an odd choice, but um, it was a good school. Um, and uh, yeah, after I worked for about eight years in the, in the legislature, uh, where I got to do some really great stuff, well, I really enjoyed um, trying to put together bipartisan coalitions, solve problems. Um, and that was back in the day when, when you could do all of that. Um, but, you know, Things were changing. Politics were getting more uh, uh, difficult. Even back in the 90s and early 2000s, I could kind of see where we were headed um, with our political discourse. So I wanted out um, and started lobbying for the chamber, the California State Chamber of Commerce. And um, this was just a great opportunity. I mean, healthcare is such a huge part of our state, such a huge part of our country. It's so important to so many people um, that it just has been a really great career and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, so tell us, um, I think a lot of the audience may have heard of the California Association of Health Plans before, or CAP is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the acronym right, but um, I've gotten to know it just a little bit over this past year. Can you give us a little bit of background uh, of your organization? Yeah, so we're we're a state trade association. Um, there's lots of us for lots of different things. Um, and we represent all of the Knox Keen licensed health plans here in the state of California. Um, they're members um, of ours. They're all full-service healthcare plans. They provide coverage in the commercial market for employers, large and small, uh, in the individual market, both on our state-based exchange and off-exchange, um, and then all of the Medi-Cal managed care plans that contract with the state of California to provide Medi-Cal. Um, you know, are also all most of them are Noxkin licensed plans and members of CAP. And so, um, you know, we really run the gambit of, of um, coverage that people have here in California. And most of the covered lives, um, you know, are provided by our members here in the state of California. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's really a rich uh, uh, issue to work on. And it's really great to see the commitment of our member plans, no matter what market they're in, Medicare, Medicaid, or in the commercial marketplace, to try to improve quality, and affordability, um, and that's really what we do on their behalf. Is we we advocate to try and make the state of California uh, conducive to um, people being able to get coverage and keep it, and for that coverage to be high quality and affordable. Yeah. So one thing you mentioned earlier, um, while I think folks who work for health plans or maybe at a, a higher level uh, role with health plans are familiar, you mentioned Knox Keen license. Can you maybe in layman's terms? I uh, share what that means for our healthcare folks who may not be familiar with the term. Yeah, sorry for that. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a California-only term. Um, it's 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 the it's the acronym for fully licensed um, health plans in the state of California um, who operate under a series a set of laws that basically were the precursors of a lot of the Affordable Care Act. We've had independent dispute resolution processes for decades and decades. Um, we also are a heavy cap, heavily capitated and delegated marketplace. And that's really 
um, those NOx clean license plans or DMHC license plans are really the backbone of our capitated and delegated healthcare system. And over time have really, it's grown to, to be almost everything that's in California is, is, is a health plan. Um, when we were formed, we were originally called the California Association of HMOs, um, yeah. which, you know, wasn't the greatest name. Um, so that, that was obviously changed. Yes, definitely. Now, I think most of the folks will know you mentioned uh, Department of Managed Healthcare, or DMHC. So uh, I may slow you down here and there uh, for some of our for, uh, folks who might be newer to healthcare um, on some of the acronyms, but I also love my acronyms. So um, if I say one that you don't know, Charles, please let me know. So tell us a little bit about what the California Association of Health Plans is working on today. What are some of the hot topics or the initiatives you guys are working on? Well, there's there's just so much going on in our healthcare space. Um, you know, what we're really proud of here in California is that over the last few decades, we've really slowly but surely been marching to providing coverage to all Californians. And uh, the governor has touted his efforts to expand it even further than the previous governor, um, but it's really true. And it's kind of the story of California's healthcare marketplace a lot of people aren't reporting on, which is that every couple of years, you know, we're expanding coverage to a new population and providing them choices, whether it's in Medi-Cal um, or whether it's providing state and federal subsidies to purchase coverage on their own. Um, we've even gone so far as to expand coverage um, to those who are here um, uh, on an undocumented basis. Um, and so that means really in a year or two, every Californian will either have um, subsidized um, uh insurance products to purchase, it'll be free if they're low income, um, or they'll get it through their employer or purchase them on their own. And I think that's really been an incredible um, advance. But with that comes new challenges. Um, and obviously, uh, trying to provide more equity in how people are covered is really critical now that everybody's covered, right? Is everybody getting the same coverage? How can we make that coverage better for all the different populations that a state like California that's so diverse um, has to take care of. And we have a very high um, separation between high income earners and low income earners in the state. We have a lot of communities that are heavily in agriculture um, with very low uh, wage workers and obviously other industries like the, the Silicon Valley where we have incredibly high uh, wage workers. And I think trying to bring more um, equity into our healthcare system to make sure everybody's getting the kind of quality coverage they need is is a project that touches on everything that we do and is really driving a lot of what California's focus is now. Um, and that's building on our healthcare system. You know, this is a healthcare system that may have a bunch of different types of products and markets, but how do we leverage those coverage sources in a more comprehensive way moving forward? Uh, to improve healthcare for all. So uh, th that's really kind of where a lot of our energy is as an industry with stakeholders and with um, our partners in government. Yeah, that sounds like quite the challenge. Um, I know not everyone's going to feel the same way about that among your, your health plans and how to approach that. So um, yeah, I, I wish you the best in that. And I, we do see progress in different ways, you know, over the years. So uh, good for you guys. Now coming up next month, Charles, is your big annual conference. Um, and forgive me, this will be the first uh, conference that I'll be attending as well, so looking forward to it. But has it been a couple of years since you've been able to gather in person for this? No, it, um, so we've skipped one year. 
Okay. Um, yeah, we uh, skipped the first year of the of the pandemic, so um, that was difficult. Uh, we actually did hold a conference last year, and it was one of the first uh, in-person conferences uh, in the healthcare space in California uh, since the start of the pandemic. And um, it was really great to see everyone again. Um, you know, one of the great things about our conference um, is really the kind of discussions that go on in between our sessions and in the hallways um, and, and in the conference rooms uh, and the breakout sessions. Um, there's so many people that are just happy to see each other. They're catching up. Um, a lot of people in the healthcare industry have been around, you know, they've either been with their plan for a very long time or they've worked for another plan. And so you really have at our conference this great sense of, of energy and enthusiasm by the attendees uh, to really talk about what's going on, get to know each other. Um, a lot of business gets done. A lot of our member plans hold meetings there, um, you know, bring their teams together. I'm here from a number of our plans and even some of our regulators at our conference is a place for them to meet people in person that they've hired over the pandemic and never actually seen in person. Um, and that's really cool. Um, and it creates a real nice buzz and a real nice energy. So yeah, it's coming up here in October and um, it's full speed ahead. We're out in Palm Desert, uh, which is beautiful if you like to golf. Uh, it's not beautiful if there's a, a sandstorm and it's 105 degrees. So we'll kind of keep our fingers crossed that we get good weather. Yeah, and I know historically the, it's very well attended. Um, I heard good things uh, recently um, about a lot, a lot of people coming to this event. And again, my first one as well. So um, when this episode goes out, Charles, um, it's going to be uh, late September here when this episode goes out. Is it too late for people to sign up for the conference? No, it's not. Uh, we are still, um, still open for registration and we will be um, right up until the day of the conference. Um, it's October 18th and 19th. Um, you can go to our website, um, www.calhealthplans.org, uh, and you can find links to um, the materials, our agenda, um, and take a look and see if there's good sessions that folks are interested in. Uh, we have a lot of great speakers as well, too, so I think there's something for everybody. Yeah, can you highlight maybe some of the speakers that you think there's the most buzz about or maybe some of the keynotes? Yeah, I mean, what, we have some some great regulators there. You know, we have the head of Covered California is going to be there talking about their marketplace. We have the state Medicaid director talking about um, their vision for our Medi-Cal program moving into the for, into the future, as well as our regulator, the Department of Managed Healthcare. But we have a ton of great um, health plan leaders talking as well too. One of the panels that I think will be really um, uh, well attended um, is a group of health plan CEOs and operational leaders um, talking about how CalAIM and the Enhanced Care Management Program and our Medi-Cal program has rolled out, you know, taking a look back at what the promises were um, and what we've been able to do to provide enhanced care coordination for our Medi-Cal population. Um, that's a new program that's part of CalAIM, uh, getting back to providing more higher quality coverage, more um, uh, you know, to, to our underserved communities in California. Uh, it's a great opportunity to hear from them about what they're working on and, you know, what their challenges and successes are. And I think for everybody, you know, even someone like, like you know, the job, the work that, that you do when you're not doing your podcast, it's right on mark with a lot of the innovations that California is piloting uh, in our Medi-Cal program. Yeah. So you've, you've been, let's talk, let's touch on the innovations that are happening. So you've, and forgive me for not remembering how many years exactly, I know you've been at your organization for a long time. How many years now, if you mind me asking? It's almost 18 years. Okay, 18 years. So in your 18 years, have you seen 
And I know you've seen a lot over 18 years, but the amount of investment and change in Medi-Cal, I know there's been times in the past there's been change, but have you seen anything like this before that we're seeing with Calaim? No, I mean, it's it's definitely at a level that is, um, is historic. Um, you know, we've been slowly but surely in Medi-Cal expanding the, the program uh, to Medi-Cal managed care plans for the whole time I've been here. Every couple of years, you know, a new population has moved into managed care. And that's really been the focus. And again, back to my point about what do you do when you have everybody covered, you know, you sort of switch from focusing on getting everybody coverage to how to make it better. And I think CalAIM is the perfect example of, you know, now that Medi-Cal has expanded to its very limits, you know, it's expanded to populations that don't even receive federal funding. Um, you know, this transformation is, is definitely the most ambitious that we've seen so far. And um, to our governor's credit here in the state of California, um, nobody's dedicated this much money to our Medi-Cal program in all my years here. So um, it's a real great opportunity. Um, you know, we'd like to see that support continue uh, to make the program even better. Um, a lot of it's one-time funding, which is the challenge, right? We're investing in funding to get things up and running. And then, you know, you've got to kind of try and make them sustainable for the, um, for the long haul. But yeah. Definitely unprecedented in historic times uh, in our Medi-Cal program. Okay, awesome. So we talked about Medi-Cal in your 18 years. What about on the other side, maybe at some other highlights? You've been there almost two decades. You've been there through the Affordable Care Act. Are you <laughs> able to maybe highlight maybe some wins that your organization has helped the state or that your your partners get over the last couple of decades? Well, it's, it's there's so many small ones uh, as, as well as big ones along the way. And I, I've already covered the, the coverage expansion, which is just, again, is an unsung story of, of success in our marketplace. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been working uh, to continue to expand um, managed care, um, you know, value-based purchasing, which is all the rage, right, at the national level, has been here in California for a long time, um, which has really helped us build out um, our healthcare systems. Um, we've uh, created an office of affordability. We supported and passed uh, the first uh, transparency bill on pharma uh, un under my watch here. Um, we supported the state creating its own uh, subsidies to add on to federal subsidies to provide even more affordability um, in our healthcare marketplace. We've expanded the Medi-Cal program to adults and seniors with disabilities, um, which was a huge lift for our plans. Um, yeah, there's just, I mean, everywhere you look, it seems like every couple of years, there's been um, a huge advancement in healthcare in California, and it's been really fun to be a part of it. You know, unfortunately, a lot of what people report on are, are, are two, every two years, single-payer advocates run a bill in our legislature to create single-payer in the state of California, uh, which is a huge distraction. It gets national press coverage for a few months, and then it ultimately fizzles out. Um, and I think What's important is that we haven't we haven't let that distract us as plans, nor has the provider community um, and all of our partners from you know continuing to move forward. Instead of blowing up the healthcare system, how can we make it better, and how can we work with others to make it better um, to really deliver on the promises that I think we all want to deliver to our enrollees. Yeah, no, well said. Um, so one thing I wanted to highlight as well is when I when I hear of California Association of Health Plans, I might think. Okay, well, in order to be part of this organization, I need to be a health plan. But I mentioned, like, I'm going to your conference next week. So I'm not next week, next month, excuse me. 
So um, one thing I wanted to share with the audience is while Charles's organization, you know, the the it says California Association of Health Plans, there's a lot of associate members um, and a lot of other folks that are supporting and connecting with uh, the California Association of Health Plans. So, I mean, I think almost everybody that works in healthcare should be familiar with your organization. And I would just encourage folks, um, whether you're a health plan member or uh, employee or not, um, I've really enjoyed getting to know your organization, Charles, and you made this podcast happened on relatively short notice. Uh, so I really appreciate it. Uh, your colleague, Mary Ellen, has helped put it together as well. So is there anything else, Charles, that um, we should know about your organization or the upcoming conference before we wrap up today? No, I just think, you know, we certainly just want to thank everybody who is involved in healthcare uh, as a partner with us. You know, we don't always all get along all the time. Uh, you know, uh, health plans can sometimes be seen through a negative light. Um, but we really all do depend on each other, um, and we have to do that if we want to make our healthcare system work better. And we really try to have that attitude here at, at CAP, um, and that's why we, we welcome uh, people of all types and organizations to join our conference and our other events, um, be, be members of CAP. Um, we have thick skin, so when you want to tell us how you really feel about us, we we can definitely put up with it, um, but we're always looking to improve and always looking to add value to our healthcare system. So really appreciate our partnership with you and, and your support of our organization and giving us this opportunity to talk to your audience today. Absolutely, Charles. Thanks for making the time and I will see you in October. Sounds good. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.